0: Hi, I'm Molly Anders.
1: And I'm Alan Torrance, and you're listening to Dig Deeper, a deep dive into the psychological explanations of social experiences, everyday struggles, and philosophical perspectives.
0: This week, we'll be talking about eating and dieting
1: quite a routine part of everyone's lives, but most people have huge misperceptions about the
0: science behind it. In today's episode, we'll discuss the psychology around eating, the social aspects of diets, and we'll uncover the science all diets are trying to hide from you.
1: Food is a huge part of our lives, not just biologically, but culturally, economically, and psychologically. The food we choose to eat affects the way we feel, and then reversely, the way we feel often affects the way we eat. We're constantly exposed to very scientific-sounding food rules about what to eat, when to eat, and how much to eat. It's super overwhelming to decide what to believe and how strictly to follow it.
0: Yeah, and I feel like these restrictions have gone a lot farther than advocating for health. They now advocate for a very specific body image. They push the message that as long as you follow these dieting rules for like two weeks or just during the weekdays that you'll lose weight and you'll have a more societally attractive body. And then when you inevitably fail, it's not the diet that you blame, it's yourself. Yeah, I've personally done this a million times. Like I totally
1: feel super guilty when I eat after eight or eat more than one serving size of something.
0: Yeah, but here's the big thing. It's the diet's fault, not yours. This was the big mind-blowing realization that I had. Um, It's that my body knows exactly what I need.
1: most american children are grown up flooded with external sources telling them how much to eat for a lot of people like not finishing your plate meant that you're wasting food while people are starving uh, which makes you rely on plate size for how much to eat instead of your internal cues further on they become aware of portion sizes on like cereal boxes or simply observe what their peers are eating and mimic that
0: even more damaging than that They're exposed to media packed with information about counting calories in order to lose weight. You're warned about the obesity epidemic in America and the risks of heart disease, yet another external clue.
1: And then all these factors cause people to lose touch with their bodies and distrust themselves around food. This is the root of eating disorders and dieting culture.
0: The reason that we wanted to make this episode and where all this information is coming from is the theory of intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is the rejection of external cues and the reliance on internal cues to monitor eating.
1: Intuitive eating, reject dieting. Calorie restriction inevitably leads to binging as a biological response to starvation. It's not a lack of willpower. Cutting out foods completely causes intense cravings that leads to overeating and then also just dissatisfaction.
0: Yeah, and from there, you allow yourself permission to eat anything at any time. This can be a super scary step, but it's essential to stop restricting yourself. And along with this, you rebuild your connection with your body's cues and honor your feelings of hunger and fullness so by rejecting external cues pressuring you out what to eat you can finally get in touch with your
1: body your body is biologically set up to tell you exactly what you need and if you listen it will if you have a bad headache and low energy after eating a bunch of sugar you'll probably make a different decision the next day because you'll want to eat food that makes you feel good when you think about it this makes so much more sense than following dieting regimens from an evolutionary standpoint it wouldn't make any sense for your body to not know exactly what you need So if there's anything to take away from this podcast and the theory of intuitive eating is to trust your body. Of course, it has your best interest in mind. How do you feel like you personally have been influenced by diet culture or, like, health culture?
0: Oh, I think in a lot of ways. I think that even very simple things of, like, if all of my friends are ordering salads and I really want a burger... I am less inclined to, like, order that burger because I think that I will be judged for, like, eating too many carbs or not caring about my health. Which is dumb because burgers are delicious and I should be able to order a burger if I want to eat a burger, you know? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: And I think another thing is just, like, there's a lot of micro-remarks I guess, that people can make in terms of eating. Like if I hear someone say like, oh, I have not had a single thing to eat today Um, and it's like seven o'clock at night, I think about, well, I had a big breakfast and I also had a big lunch and like, should I not eat as much as I am? Like, am I eating too many carbs? Am I blah, blah, blah? Even tiny comments like that can make me spiral sometimes even if it's very unjust
1: back to the first thing that you said, we all have different metabolisms, so it doesn't make sense to compare how much you eat to somebody else.
0: Like, eating is just fueling your body, you know? I really like the theory of, like, intuitive eating because that is why we eat, because our body needs fuel, you know? It's not to, I don't know, we don't eat to, like, appease our friends, and we don't eat to, I don't know, it's just, like, food in its basic form is just fuel for our bodies to keep going. So why do we put so much weight onto it?
1: I was also thinking about this yesterday because I haven't been sleeping very well. And like, that's another thing that affects your health, similarly to the food that you eat. But me not sleeping didn't cause me this guilt that me overeating causes me. There's this connotation with eating when it really is just, it's the same thing as sleeping. It's the same thing as exercise. It's the same thing as showering. So why is there this very specific guilt associated with it?
0: Yeah. Like, the reason to that is it it sucks, but I think it's just because uh, eating food is related to like how much you weigh and like how much you weigh is so freaking important in like our society, you know, and it it shouldn't be, but it is. So I feel like with sleep, like if you just don't get enough sleep, it's there's no attachment to it. But like with food, there is an attachment to it. And it's like the attachment of your image.
1: But okay, but honestly, the thing about the intuitive eating book that they stress, your body has a form, a weight that it's healthy at. And it's not It's going to try its best not to stray from that number. Honestly, the amount that you eat isn't going to affect the way that you look. Your genes are going to affect the way that you look, for the most part. You know, if you're starving yourself, your metabolism slows down. If you're eating a lot, your metabolism speeds up. If you eat breakfast in the morning, your metabolism starts off right there in the morning. And then if you don't eat breakfast, your metabolism doesn't start. Your body is doing whatever it can to keep you healthy and at the weight that you're at. Honestly, for most people, there's no amount of like dieting or under eating that's going to help. That's why people like binge because I mean, for the most part, I think there are emotional attachments to it, too. If you restrict yourself and you don't eat, you have a biological reaction to that starvation, which is binging. I don't know. That was like a weird realization for me.
0: Wow. That's fascinating. I, that's, I had no idea. That's really interesting. Kind of along those lines. Have you heard of the, the concept about like serotonin and your gut health? No. Okay. So it's really interesting because I wish that I had the, the actual percentage, but a really high percent of the serotonin produced in your body comes from your gut. So when you feed your gut, when your gut is healthy, your body produces more serotonin. So like way, way back in like caveman days, people would eat to feed their gut. So they would eat a lot of what's in yogurt, like probiotics and stuff. And Because they would eat to make their gut happy, like, so your gut could produce that, like, serotonin. And now, in, like, today's society, we have a lot of gross processed foods. I don't know. We just do not eat to feed our gut. And people are saying that that could be a big reason why people are getting more depressed. That's why people into modern society are more anxious and sad and all of those, like, negative things. Because we're not getting that serotonin um, from our gut, which is like a main part of where serotonin comes from.
1: That's so interesting. I feel like the assumption is just like to separate all of the different parts of your body. Your brain is where your emotions happen. Like your stomach is where your food's digested, but it's so connected. It's so interesting to realize that.
0: Yeah, and that also goes on to like dieting. Like if you diet, you're not feeding your gut health you're not making your gut happy so you're not producing serotonin so I feel like even in a very biological sense dieting makes you less happy <laughs> so there's a lot of factors that just like make dieting really bad yeah and then just build on each other mm-hmm yeah crazy Beep.
1: Yeah, talking about this has made me think about my own experience with dieting. Cause so I remember in middle school, my whole family did the Whole30 diet, which is advertised as like the diet that isn't a diet, like the diet that's just eating healthy because it's not necessarily like restricting your calories or whatever, but it's just cutting out quote unquote all the unhealthy food. Anyway, so I started doing it and I obviously, it came up during lunch when I was with my friends because I was eating differently and they were like, oh, like, what diet are you doing? And I don't know, I just really specifically remember like a couple of my friends were like, oh, I'll do that too. And so then we all had this whole 30 discussion at lunch every day. I'm sure that was so negative because it just comes with the like, oh yeah, like all I've eaten today is cashews kind of thing. And it's just thinking about that, I'm sure that was so detrimental for people and it makes me feel super guilty. I guess it was probably not great for me either. It becomes like yeah. a not eating thing.
0: No, I definitely like had an experience like that cuz my mom is super health conscious. She's a really good eater, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I I was like never allowed to have sugar cereal or I was never allowed to have that much candy and stuff. But, like, I I also don't necessarily think that is bad because, like, eating healthy is super important. I think it's just when you eat healthy for the wrong reasons that that's when it gets bad. So, like, your family doing that Whole30 diet, like, that's not inherently bad. It's just when you associate that Whole30 diet to maybe someone who doesn't have the intentions of eating healthy and has the intentions of losing weight or, like, starving themselves or something. Like, that's when it can be really detrimental.
1: I think also there's something to be said about just eating fruits and vegetables and grains or whatever. And then also eating some chocolate or, so, you know, like, there's something yeah. to say about, like, not just cutting foods out. Purposely not eating something creates an obsession with that food. You'll eat, like, fake, like, something fake of that. Like, I just saw this recipe for, like, fake ice cream it's like, that's not ice cream. That's not going to... And then you'll just overeat that because you'll be so unsatisfied because what you really want is ice cream when you could go get ice cream and eat half a bowl or whatever. And it would probably end up being healthier for you because you wouldn't, like, super overeat.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I also... Again, like, I don't think that's bad to want to be healthy, you know? Because when I eat better, like, I do feel better. And that goes again with, like, the gut health thing. Like, I I have more energy and I am able to, like, if I have a day where I only eat, like, sugar, then it's, like, yeah. I, my stomach hurts and I feel sick. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: That goes, like, perfectly with the intuitive eating thing because you're just basing what you eat off of the way that your body feels. well, thank you for listening to our banter. That was Dig Deeper. Um, I'm Ella Torrance.
0: And I'm Molly Anders. Thanks for listening.